but the truth is, I think that JG can take uh, a learning lesson out of the situation and be like, this is one to we and get through the ball. Russell Wilson doesn't operate that way. Russell Wilson never back to the show i'm your host Noah trenton and i hope you like that intro because it took me a minute to do it i was trying to find out what the best effects were how to make it look me and so i hope you liked it but instead of previewing today's what we're going to talk about we're just going to get into talking about it because you know what why preview when we talk let's talk about sports right now and let's as we talk about sports let's talk about what's trending in sports star star uh sports reporter erin andrews sells out of her chief's uh, windbreaker jacket after Taylor Swift is seen wearing it last night at the Chiefs Broncos Thursday night football game. The power of the Swifties is real people. Broncos are open for business ahead of the trade deadline. Key players could be leaving soon. Frank Clark and Jerry Judy to name a few players that may be moving. Sean Payne's ruined Denver is getting off to a slow start as they go from a quarterback away to crushing it down to the studs. Now, as we talk about Sean Payton and Denver Broncos, we got to talk about what happened yesterday in the Thursday Night Football Chiefs-Broncos game. Now, again, Thursday was a slow burn of a game. Not a lot of offense, not a lot of spotlight, not a lot of high-flying offenses as much as we watched Kansas City. I was not impressed by Kansas City. The Chiefs are still slacking in the offensive department. The 300 yards is nothing to be crazy about. I think we are expecting it out of Patrick Mahomes nowadays. Yes, I understand it's hard to get any yards in the NFL, but when you're Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid's offense, you got to be putting up big points every game, or it's a question of what's going wrong. They've had both. They've had a couple games now where they haven't been overly performing, and what's going on in Kansas City? They have no number two receiver besides Travis Kelsey, Rice, uh, Sky Moore, um, Kadarius Tony. You got options now. Just someone's got to step up, or someone's got to get on Mahomes' good side because. It's just not working out. Can't be Travis Kelsey getting 100 yards every game. Uh, the defensive side was the, was the one that stood out and stood strong and held Russell Wilson in check. Again, well, not really much to check again for Denver. In the broadcast, they mentioned how the team is, when talking about Denver, they mentioned how the team is good on their first drive. That did not translate to the, yesterday's game. The team stalled out, didn't have any offense until it was comeback football and they scored on the touchdown. Although Vance Joseph's defense was been under pressure from the Miami game to pretty much every week of the season, they stood strong and held Patrick Mahomes to um, one touchdown and four field goals. Hey, if you're going to win a game off field goals, the defense did something right. So shout out to Vance Joseph for quieting the haters on the most watched game Denver's played so far. I'm going to guess. I don't know for a fact. Um, not sending the blame to Sean Payton, though, but... Remember, Sean Payton is not Drew Brees, and I think that we forget that. Drew Brees was a pocket passer, didn't have much running ability. Russell Wilson, not saying that he's Russell Wilson from Seattle, but Russell Wilson can still move. I think when Russell Wilson took the ball on the touchdown drive, and he scrambled for the first down, I think it was 12 yards, and he scrambled, and he took it outside of a tackle, and actually made that play into getting a first down, that's Russell Wilson. You don't got to make that Russell Wilson every play, but at least let him have some ability to get out of the pocket. This is one two we and get rid of the ball. Russell Wilson doesn't operate that. Russell Wilson never operated like that. So Kansas City took advantage of a Broncos team that just doesn't trust Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Um, 
Yeah, you can't run two co-reds and throw it away. It's just not how it goes. Uh, the team is reportedly open to business, open for business. But remember, this team, like I said, is one. It was a quarterback away. Rodgers was linked there. Russ was linked there. Actually, Russ wasn't really linked there. It was actually Rodgers mainly. Um, everybody was linked there to go because they had the great defense, good offensive weapons, and now they are legit burning it down. And Sean Payton is like, well. I don't know. I, you brought me in to fix it, and it's obviously not fixable with what we have. So Russ has fully guaranteed money still. He hasn't even made it into his new contract year. So what's going to happen in Denver with the quarterback situation specifically? They're definitely not going after a quarterback this offseason in the draft or in free agency. So I'm imagining Russ has stayed for one more year. I think he has a no-trade clause for this trade deadline, so he's not going anywhere unless he wants to. And really, wherever they're sending him is not in need of a quarterback. Because they're just going to get rid of the good players. like Not good players. They're, they're players that they can get max value for. Like Judy, Clark, those kind of players. And, Kuder, and Sutton. Because Sutton said, uh, catch that ball. It was He caught that touchdown. Great, great catch. But he's like, see, I can do that for your team. Talking to every other 31 NFL teams out there. Uh, to talk about the Jerry... Stick with Denver. Talk about Jerry Judy versus Steve Smith Sr. I was watching NFL Network, and I legit caught the end of what happened, of the of end of what Steve Smith was talking about. Um, I really didn't actually know who he was talking about. He was just saying like he was talking about the situation, and then he talked about like he called him a ninja. And I honestly didn't even piece together. Mike Garofalo didn't piece together either. The boys in the NFL studio didn't put it together, and then I put, then we all put it together, and I was like, oh damn! My mom was watching it with me. Well, she wasn't even watching. She was just on the couch watching on her phone and she was like what and I was like what and I don't know exactly what was said between the two um but when it comes to Jerry Judy if it's true what happened and I don't see how Steve Smith could lie why I would make this up because it's just gonna hurt Steve Smith it's not gonna hurt Jerry Judy um for the fact that Jerry Judy is saying this allegedly I think that it's wrong because you have to understand. Analysts say every, like they have to talk about sport. They have to talk about each player, all the teams, no matter who. Players have to drown it out. I always hear NFL athletes and athletes in general talking about you got to drown out the noise. Jerry Judy is obviously not doing the greatest job because he's actually not just going on social media or whatever. He's saying it to someone's face. And I just think it's unnecessary, especially in the language he used, allegedly. So I think that um, Jerry Judy also said that this did not he did not say that he doesn't recall remember that so again it's both sides I'm not saying anybody's a lie I'm not saying anything but I just think Steve Smith has nothing to lie about it doesn't help him in any way the way he looks so pissed off about it I think that is totally what happened um, I don't think he should have stayed on camera I really think he should have after he dropped the mic he should have walked away I think Garofalo could have handled it the NF and the fact is they put it side by side the cameras were side by side. So it's not like they shot to NFL Network. Because he said, go to studio. He didn't want to talk, but they kept them side by side. I think that was unnecessary, bad producing in my opinion. Um, but the truth is, I think that Jerry Judy can take uh, a learning lesson out of the situation and be like, you don't, you let the analysts say what they want to say and you just go out and perform. You can say whatever you want, but not in the public eye. Because now this is a public situation. It could have been a like a, uh, between them two. Now it's a public situation. Now everybody knows what Jerry Judy. Steve Smith said if anybody calls him about Jerry Judy, he's gonna say he's uncoachable. He doesn't take constructive criticism. 
And I don't know if they legit had a separate conversation, them two, or Judy just came out and said what he said. Allegedly. Um... Uh, to talk about baseball though for a second, because the hundred win the hundred win teams in the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Orioles, all around of the ALDS, they all got knocked out of the division rounds. Um, one win, Braves won the one game. Every everybody else got swept. But we have to remember with baseball, it's not about it's the longest grueling season in major league sports. I, in my opinion. Baseball takes no days off. They take no time off. There's no six weeks um, span in between. You play double headers. You play road games. You can be on the road for three weeks straight and not go home. Basketball is load management. Football, you get time off. You get bye weeks. You get that kind of stuff. Baseball is a freaking marathon and a half, like marathon plus, and you go from playing 165 games marathon, triathlon, whatever you want to call it. And then you go from, go to sprinting the last 100 meters of the postseason. It's just not, I, baseball, it's not about winning the regular season. It's winning in the end of the season and in the postseason. That's what it's about. If you're good at the middle to the end, to post, you're set. If you're good in the beginning and slack in the middle and die at the end, you're not going to make, you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. I don't know how. You just, you need everything to be right at the right time. And that's in any sport in postseason. Um, the way I see it in the 100 wins, the 100 win teams were coasting. They got a good start. They were just coasting the whole way through. The wildcard teams are the ones that are running the marathon and sprinting the last three miles to catch up to the 100 win. And then when it comes to everybody sprinting at the same time, that momentum that the wildcard teams have, it's just gone. And that's why they're taking off. And that's why they're beating everybody that are winning 100 games and winning their divisions. That's how, that's how I see it. I think that baseball, you win late, you win the game. It's not about winning early in the first inning. you got to win in the ninth. Like Pete Carroll says, I mean, it is a football reference, but you know, it's, all, it's all relative in the sense of any sport. You don't win a game in the first quarter. You don't win a game in the second quarter. You don't win a game in the third quarter. You win a game in the fourth quarter. So you win the game late. You never win the game early. Remember that when it comes to sports. Uh, talk about football, though, again. Uh, my lock of the week and my picks. Honestly, though, I, these games this week are really tough. They're, there's either going to be a blowout or they're going to be close and dicey. They're going to be a pick em game. So the game I thought, though, that I think that can have a winner is the Detroit Lions-Tampa um, Bay Bucks. I'm taking Detroit on the spread, three points. I think that's a field goal. That's doable. I think they could win by more. I think Baker is just really strong this season. He's got that chip on his shoulder, like I said previously. And if he wins, I won't be shocked. I think that'd be very good, but I think Detroit will be pissed off at that. I do think Detroit is on a roll. They've been rolling teams, and Tampa Bay is a little bit definitely stronger than um, the Bucks. I think that this season is going to be a very it's going to be a big test, going to be a big road trip of a season, and this is just a roadblock that they can move past and keep going and road down to the postseason. Um, for the rest of my picks, though, check out my social media, check out my Instagram, check out my Twitter. They are linked below, and you can see my week six picks, all of them, and then on Tuesday, I will recap what happened. To talk about the Friday storylines, though, it's it's an interesting week, like I said. Uh, big, it's going to be a big game in Ohio. It's a big game for both Joe Burrow and 
to save his season and uh, the Seahawks who are coming off their seven sack game at MedLife. Whoever wins this game, it will be an impactful game for their season. Cincinnati needs it. Seattle can take the loss, but I don't want my Seahawks to lose, obviously. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it can... Uh, who can win the 1 o'clock slot? Or is it Justin Fields and the Bears to keep rolling? Or is it Kirk Cousins to keep the season alive in Minnesota with no Justin Jefferson? That's the one thing it's going to be. Um, whoever wins, though, it's going to be a good thing because it's, it's a step in the right direction. It's going to be disappointing for whoever loses. If Chicago loses, it's just whatever. But if Minnesota loses, it's time to reconsider Kirk Cousins, I think. I like Kirk Cousins. I really love Kirk Cousins. I just don't know. He's the post the primetime games, the postseason is just not his thing. I, I can I love him too. Um and how will the Cowboys react to getting slapped last Sunday in San Fran? The uh they head to LA and play the Chargers team that is playing better. So we'll see who answers the primetime bell on Monday Night Football. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope the Chargers can win Justin Herbert and Cleo Mack can shut down Dallas. I hope, I hope, I hope. But you never know. But to talk about... But that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, watching, whatever you're doing with on this episode. Um, this week, we'll answer, we'll answer a lot of questions and we'll have some answers at the end of Monday. If you want to like, comment, subscribe, do so right now before you take... Uh, before you leave. It really helps me out grow the channel and I appreciate that. For now, though, I will see you guys in the next one.